Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 90, How to Buy a Bottle of Wine. Today's proverb comes from Francis Bacon. I'll read it twice. There is no excellent beauty that hath not some strangeness in the proportion. Once more. There is no excellent beauty that hath not some strangeness in the proportion. If you are at a wine shop and you are moving very slowly through the aisles, carefully examining every label, there's a good chance the employees are going to leave you alone. Likewise, if you're in a wine shop and you are moving quickly through the aisles, there's a good chance the employees will leave you alone because they know that you know what you're looking for. But if you're at a wine shop and you are moving at a moderate pace, the employees are going to pounce. Because the only sort of person that moves at a moderate pace through the aisles of a wine shop is somebody who doesn't know what they're looking for. They're looking for something that will leap off the shelf, something that has an attractive, sophisticated-looking name and label and doesn't cost that much. Which means that you're prime for an easy recommendation. So if you're moving through the aisles of a wine store at a moderate pace, the employees are going to come up, an employee is going to come up and say, can I help you find something? Now, there are a variety of answers that you can give to this question that will get you the same recommendation. Can I help you find something? If you say something like, well, I really like 
fruit-forward wines. I like jammy wines. The employee is going to take you to a $20 bottle of California Cab Sav and say, this is one of our most popular wines. That's if you say, I like jammy wines. Or you could say, well, I really like red wine. Dark, rich red wine. $20 California Cab Sav. Can I help you find something? What do you recommend? You might try this one. What do you recommend is going to get you this question in return? You already know what it is. Well, how much do you have to spend? If you say less than $30, you're going to get a California Cab Sav. If you tell the employee you need something to go with steak tonight, $20 California Cab Sav. If you say, well, I've got neighbors coming over, $20 California Cab Sav. What the employee is recommending is something that everybody likes because that's who you are. You are everybody. If you like fruit forward wines, you know nothing about wine. You're everybody. If you've got to please the neighbors who know nothing about wine, you're everybody. And everybody likes a California Cab Sav. It's got a big, unmistakable, can't miss it red wine flavor. And it's easy to talk about. Oh, I taste raspberry, blackberry. You're never going to taste menthol or shale in a $20 California Cab Sav. Easy to like. The fact that you have a lot of money or appear to have a lot of money doesn't mean you're going to get a different recommendation. The employees at Total Wine, I say this because the employees at a store like Total Wine, who make like 40 grand a year, drink better wine than most of the Jaguar driving customers that come into their stores. If you talk to an employee at a wine store, at a Total Wine store, they will tell you all about a $100 bottle of Chenin Blanc they drank last night, a Thursday. Whereas all those employees have, at some point in their lives, been to dinner at the home of a rich person where they were served $10 bottles of wine. If you don't know a lot about wine, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, you still don't want to spend a lot on it. You want something easy. You want something simple. So rich people buy cheap wine often enough. Rich people often drink cheap, too. Like, I've walked into many, what counted for me as, special occasion restaurants. 60 bucks a plate, and there's Miller Lite on the menu. There's Miller Lite, some of the most flavorless beer in the world, on some of the best menus on the eastern seaboard, especially a steakhouse. A sophisticated steakhouse, white tablecloths, still gonna be Miller Lite on the menu because that stuff's popular at expensive restaurants. Now what's true of wine is true of so many things. If you slowly wander by the cologne counters at Saks or Dillard's, a sales lady is going to direct you to Blue de Chanel or Paco Rabanne's One Million because everybody likes those. 
They're bestsellers. They're easy to like. And when the sales lady takes you to Blue to Chanel, she'll even tell you, this is one of our most popular colognes, which is reassuring to some people, I suppose. And it's reassuring because if you don't know what you're doing, you want to avoid being laughed at, right? And if you choose something that you've heard is popular, people won't laugh at you. No one's going to laugh at you for wearing blue to Chanel. No one's going to laugh at you for bringing a $20 bottle of California Cab Sap because it tastes good. It tastes fine. It's nothing special. It tastes fine. If you choose something popular, it will pass unnoticed at a party. Everyone at the party might be bored with your selection, but they're not going to laugh. Nobody's going to laugh at you for bringing a six-pack of fat tire to a cookout. Now, if other people brought good beer, you might be taking five bottles home at the end of the evening, but no one's going to laugh at you. And the same is true of wine. It is a little reassuring to know that you're buying one of the most popular wines they've got at the wine store. And that's always going to be a $20 bottle of California Cab Sav. And there are plenty of fine $20 bottles of California Cab Sav out there, and you won't be disappointed at all. And Blue de Chanel is a decent cologne. It's not amazing, though. The reason it's the best-selling cologne for the last five years is because no one objects to it. It's got mass appeal. Nine out of ten, ten out of ten people that smell Luna Chanel think or say, yeah, smells very nice. But imagine that you shopped for movies the way that most people shop for wine. Go back, go back in your memory to a Blockbuster video store in 2004. Imagine that you're walking at a moderate pace down the aisles of Blockbuster video. And an employee comes up to you and says, can I help you find something? And you say, well, just looking for something good for tonight. And the employee said, well, can I interest you in Shrek 2? It's one of the most popular films we have. Or perhaps Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason. This also is a big hit. Now, hopefully, if you have any taste at all, Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason, one of the most popular films we have, all of a sudden... The claim to most popular takes on this sort of tawdry quality to it. You're like, well, I don't know that I want one of the most popular. There are some things where we want one of the most popular and other things where we don't. Or maybe the average man fancies that he knows more about film than he knows about cologne or wine. But all of a sudden, the idea that Bridget Jones' Edge of Reason is popular and therefore you should get it seems sort of repulsive. I don't want to watch this garbage. To be honest, though, it's often the case that the most popular wine in a wine store 
isn't much better than the most popular film of the year. It's okay. It's easy. It's unobjectionable. It's made to rope in as many people as possible. In other words, it's for people who don't know better. That's the most popular option. The most popular option is the option for people who don't know any better. Now, I'm only describing the way that I used to buy wine. <laughs> purchasing a bottle of wine, especially purchasing a bottle of wine that other people are going to share, used to be this sort of anxiety-inducing thing. I was like, all right, well, I've got to find a cool-looking label. There's <laughs> plenty of people, right, where their first concern in buying a bottle of wine is a cool-looking label. And I need something that's not all that expensive. So I need something that looks expensive, but isn't. Oh, if only TJ Maxx sold one. In the last two years, though, I've begun taking a different approach to buying wine. And this new approach that I have was born out of this experience I had watching a documentary. A documentary called Sour Grapes. Perhaps you've seen it. I would highly recommend it. Even if you don't like wine, if you have an interest, any sort of interest in art, you should see it. Sour Grapes is this documentary about the L.A. wine scene. And it's about this newcomer to the L.A. wine scene, this fellow who ultimately proves to be a charlatan who worms his way into the upscale wine scene in L.A. and then begins selling off a massive collection of wine. He splashes a lot of money around, gives expensive gifts of bottles to movers and shakers in the L.A. restaurant scene, and then he starts selling these outrageously expensive vintage bottles of wine at auction. The sort of wines that sell for, you know, $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 a piece. And what a number of these very new friends or acquaintances of this guy figure out over the next two years is that the wines that he's selling for five to 10000 a piece are fake. That he has created the labels, even created a vintage look to the labels and has mixed cheaper wines and bottled them himself, recorked them. And that over the course of like a year or two, this guy put well north of a million dollars of fake vintage wine into circulation in Los Angeles, in, the, in this country. And there are fake wines created by this guy still floating around, probably even being sold at exorbitant rates. Anyway, there's a scene in this documentary where a guy buys what is almost certainly a fake bottle at auction, a bottle of La Moulin 1985, and he pays thousands of dollars for it. And he's a cool guy. He takes it to a bar... And he's kind of slowly drinking it with a friend. And they're talking about it. And they're talking about the fact that it 
might be fake. And the guy who bought it is insisting, no, this is the real thing. At which point this other wine snob walks into the bar and he's invited over to their end or their table and they say, we're drinking a La Moulin 1985. And we bought it in an auction that was uh, put on by this now infamous wine forger. And they're trying to determine if it's real. And the guy who bought it says it's real. And they give a little taste to this wine snob who walks in. It's this amazing scene. (laughs) He kind of swirls it around for a second. He looks at the label and he asks, how long has this been open? And I say it's been open, the bottle's been open for two hours. And he tastes it and he says, that's not real. That's not a Lomeli 1985. And I'm like, how do you know? And he says, I've had this wine before. I'm familiar with this wine. This wine, for real, the real bottle of this, should taste like, and this is, this is his words, a really rich BLT with an egg on top. That's what he says. That's what this wine is supposed to taste like. And he's like, and this wine that you have here doesn't taste anything like that. A really rich BLT with an egg on top. I go to this wine shop, big wine shop, Total Wine, and I end up finding a manager. And I'm wandering around at a moderate pace like somebody who needs a recommendation. And she comes up and she says, can I recommend something to you? Do you need some help? And I said, have you seen the documentary Sour Grapes? And she says, yes, of course. And I said, you know that scene where that guy says that that one wine is supposed to taste like a really rich BLT with an egg on top? And she says, yeah. And I said, do you have a wine that tastes like that? Do you have a wine that tastes like a very rich BLT with an egg on top? And she said, no, we don't have anything like that. And I said... I'd settle for just a BLT. And it was at this moment that I I followed up this claim with her. It was at this point that I said something to her that I've been saying ever since when I want a good recommendation from someone who knows what they're doing. I said to her, I don't want a wine that's going to win a popularity contest. If you want a good recommendation, if you want the good stuff, wherever you are, parking counter, wine store, movie shop, if you want to begin proving to the staff that they can take you seriously and that you're not going to complain if they give you a slightly left of center sort of recommendation, that's what you tell them. I want something that's not going to win a popularity contest. Now, why do you need to say that? Because there is no excellent beauty that hath not some strangeness in the proportion. And I swear to you, there is no strangeness in a $20 bottle of California Cab Sap. There's nothing strange about Blue de Chanel. But the opinion that there's no excellent beauty that hath not some strangeness in the proportion is an opinion that you only come to about whatever thing, the beauty of which you're obsessed with. This is only an opinion that you come to after a lot of experience. 
And this is because every beauty, or almost every beauty, almost every deep beauty has certain defenses against interlopers and fakers and pretenders. Beauty has some self-defense mechanisms. Real beauty does. And it's that strangeness of proportion. The defense mechanism of beauty to keep the fakers and the hedonists out is something that doesn't sit entirely right with you in the beginning. Like most of it sits right with you, but not all of it. That there is this little portion of every excellent beauty that defies simple-minded appreciation. $20 California caps have simple-minded appreciation. The people who have been doing wine forever, the people who have made a career out of it, have gotten past the strangeness in the proportion. They've puzzled over it, brooded over it, and slowly become reconciled to it. And this is true of everybody who's into something. Everybody who's really into something. Everybody who's really into jazz. Everybody who's really into jazz has reconciled themselves to that weird portion of Miles Davis's career. John Coltrane. If you want jazz that's easy to appreciate, it's not Coltrane. It's not Miles Davis. There's some great strangeness in the proportion of those things. But if you're a longtime jazz fan, if you're a longtime jazz fan, you're not recommending uh, Bitches Brew by Miles Davis to someone who's newly into it. Newly into jazz. Because that record's very difficult. So too, you're not recommending some kind of barnyard reeking biodynamic wine to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing in a wine show. So I say to this woman in this store, give me a recommendation. Not something that's going to win a popularity contest. And so she takes me to a wine that she likes, and she tells me about it, and I don't ask any questions. I just listen to her. And then I pick up a bottle, and I put it in my basket, and I say, all right, show me something else. And she says, uh, uh, okay. She was taken off guard by this. She leads me a couple miles away, another bottle, and describes it. And I say, okay, take that one, put it in my basket. And then I say, take me to something that you like, but nobody else does. She has clearly never heard anyone say this to her before. So we go to the next one. She talks me through it, put it in the basket. And we do this again and again and again. And it's not until the seventh or eighth bottle that I say something like, well, I don't know about that. And don't pick it up. After which point she regroups, tries again. I take her next suggestion, and the one after that, and the one after that. And I've got 12 bottles of wine, all of which have been personally selected by this woman. She says, no one has ever done this before. No one takes me seriously. Almost no one takes 
anyone seriously who works in a wine shop. And she says that most people who ask for a recommendation look at the wine that you're recommending and then take a cheaper bottle next to the recommended bottle. So the employee recommends a $60 bottle from a certain vineyard from 2012. And people just pick up the bottle from 2018 that's only $25. That's not the one I recommended to you. It's near the one I recommended to you. But these two bottles have nothing in common. And you can go home <laughs> and think to yourself, well, I got a recommendation. Well, you didn't. You just took the cheaper one. In the end, I went up front and this employee of this store put every bottle I was buying on her own personal discount. I ended up getting like two or three bottles for free. I do this, now I do this every time I go into a wine store. I've stopped buying bottles of wine one at a time. I buy them a dozen at a time. And they're all, or almost all of them, employee recommendations. And I swear to you, you get way more interesting things to drink if you just take recommendations. This is the only way to do it, I swear. Now, one of the reasons why I prefer this is because I hate having something sold to me. I hate it. When I'm in a cologne counter, I don't want someone to see me as a mark, as someone who might buy something and Blue de Chanel's the easiest thing to sell to somebody. I don't like being treated like a method is gonna work on me. I don't like to be sold to. I don't want you to sell something to me. I want you to show something to me. If someone is selling something to you, they've reduced you to part of an equation. You're a figure in a method. You're a number in a method, in a calculation that equals sales. I don't want to be sold anything. I want to be shown something. Now, if you want to be shown something, you've got to prove it. You've got to prove, if you want the excellent beauty, you've got to prove you can deal with the strangeness of its proportion. And that means you got to know a little bit about what you're buying, but not try to look like you know more than you do. Here's how to get a good recommendation. Know something about what you're buying and pretend you know less than you do. Don't pretend you know more. That's it. That's the secret. Know a little bit about it, but pretend like you know less. Don't try to impress them. If you want a book recommendation from me, Kazuo Ishiguro's Remains of the Day. It's good. It's thematically rich. There's nothing unsavory about it. It won the Booker Prize. It's an easy book to recommend. Remains of the Day is one of my 40 favorite books. 50 favorite. There are plenty of books that I like much better, but I don't want to recommend those books to people that are going to read them and just sniff at them. If you want me to recommend the books I really love, you're going to have to prove you're in. 
You're gonna have to impress me with a few titles of books that are on your unpublished discreet lists. I've gotta know that I can trust you before I recommend the stuff I really like. Because there's a strangeness in the proportion of the excellent books that I really love. And I'll give you the titles of those books, but only if I can trust you. Otherwise, remains of the day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.